At Maroon is hoping to have a big season on the ice and hopefully in the room as well. We preview the 2023-2024 season for Pat Maroon. Plus, how does the Wilds' fourth line rank amongst the rest of the Central Division? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we welcome you on board. Make sure you take the time to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the 2023-2024 season for Pat Maroon, what he brings to the table and some expectations, plus We'll take a look at the other fourth lines throughout the Central Division to see where we fit the Wilds' fourth line amongst the division. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as we move tomorrow to the third line, we uh, are finishing things up with uh, our player expectations uh, for Pat Maroon today. Maroon, an acquisition during the offseason that is going to help fill the departure of Ryan Reeves. And this is a position that's going to involve a little more off the ice than on the ice, because I think one of the biggest things that Maroon brings to the table and Bill Guerin spoke about this uh, in acquiring Maroon is not only the experience uh, with a Maroon being a multiple time Stanley cup champion, but, an ability to be vocal when needed uh, to make sure that everybody's doing what they need to do. And if things are happening on the ice that are not helping the team out to call particular players out for those things um, as necessary, it's a leadership group for this wild team that is way more of a kind of lead by example approach. And that's not to say that there aren't uh, examples of which if things are happening on the ice that, um, that shouldn't be that they aren't addressed behind the scenes. We can only go off of what we see uh, and what happens, you know, in the room is something that we just don't have access to. But I think this is going to resonate with people because of what we've seen over the last couple of seasons, in particular in the postseason, in which things just kind of get aligned onto a course and there really is no deviation from particular things happening. The Wild have, over the last two seasons, had a two-games-to-one lead in the postseason and have failed to close out those series. And it's been in pretty similar fashion both times, uh, the uh, particular things that led to series losses in both cases. 
And this, I think, is where having somebody who is more vocal and is not afraid to be vocal can come in handy because if you are somebody from an outside perspective who comes into this organization, you have a set of pre-existing notions of how things operate, how things go. And when you come in, Maroon is going to be able to impart some of what he observed from his time in Tampa Bay with the Lightning and helping them build into a legitimate cup contender and a multiple-time cup trophy winner, a powerhouse uh, for a a nice little about a five-year, five- or six-year window. He was a critical piece in helping get that room lined up to where they needed to go. Now, I'm not suggesting that what Maroon brings is going to be enough to put this team on a Stanley Cup trophy trajectory. Be nice. But just in lining things up to where they need to go and imparting some of his wisdom through postseason runs, through highs, through lows, through some leanish years. And I know Maroon has bounced around a couple of different spots, so not as much prevalent with those um, those leaner Tampa Bay years, but brought in kind of right at the start of that cup run for the uh, the Lightning. So somebody with the experience and just the mentality to be able to say, hey, we're not going to do that. Or being able to have some of those uncomfortable discussions when players aren't pulling their weight. To be able to just be an extension of Jared Spurgeon as captain, Marcus Foligno as alternate captain, and whoever gets installed as the other alternate captain, uh, to be an extension of those guys and to kind of help police things um, off the ice. The Wild were kind of a rudderless mess before Ryan Reeves was acquired last year, and the ship got righted pretty quick. And so having that from the start this season, I think is going to pay huge dividends for some younger players who will be uh, making an impact this season, but also just to kind of keep things on track. It got off to such a hideous start last year. And I think we saw the uh, result of just having that type of a guy on the roster once Reeves was acquired. So. I I was on board with this move from the time it was announced. And I think just that leadership piece in the room is going to be huge for this team um, to help just keep them on course and to make sure that everybody's bought in and uh, that there isn't any disgruntledness or dissent in the room, I think is the biggest piece that Maroon will bring to the table. now. Not only that, he still has a few things left in the tank, I think. And so we'll continue by taking a look at how he may pan out statistically, in addition to providing that veteran presence in the room, uh, as well as on the ice. Uh, That is coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. 
Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Not only that, you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. If you are feeling bullish on the Minnesota Vikings, now is a good time to take advantage of this deal and uh, cash your potential winner for this year's Super Bowl. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will start our discussion on the third line with Alex Micheletti for tomorrow's episode. Plus, we've got a second, uh, special bonus episode as well with Wyatt Guerin taking a look at some of the reserve players who could play a role on this year's team, depending on how the injury situation plays out. So keep an eye on that coming later today, uh, later tomorrow, I should say, uh, as part of our Lockdown Wild boot camp. So Pat Maroon, statistically, now he's not going to be a guy who lights the lamp a ton, had five goals last season. He did have 11 goals uh, the season before that, but five goals, nine assists, 14 total points. In 80 games, he had 62 shots, so he doesn't shoot a ton. The area in which he is going to contribute the most is in the hits department for one, at 172 of those over 80 games. So he's above a two hit per game clip, which is, uh, is pretty darn good. And in fact, it was the most hits he's had in a season since 2016, 2017, back when he was with the uh, Edmonton Oilers and ironically had a career high in goals as well. So uh, just a, an unbelievable season that year for Maroon, but 172 hits and he had 150, 150, 150 penalty minutes this past season. That included 12 fighting majors. And if you take a look at how the Wild graded out in that category this past season with Felino and uh, Ryan Reeves, they had 12 combined. So Maroon brings a much more tendency to fight, but as has also been pointed out in the comments, uh, and this notion is is spot on as well, is that if you have guys like that where fighting is really their only trick of the trade, teams aren't going to play into that. They're not going to get roped into kind of poking the bear and and trying to olay the bull if that's really the only thing that you bring to the table. And so there were, seemed to be a lack of, you know, a lack of standing up for teammates uh, last year, especially in the Kirill Kaprizov department. And you had guys like Reeves who were, were trying to get the opposition to fight, and they're just not going to play into that. So having somebody who fights is is nice when it's necessary. But I think with Maroon too, he is 
more prone to use that physicality. Um, and, and so I think he can be a more active version of Ryan Reeves in that he will drop the gloves if needed, but he can also throw his body weight around as well. So I think Maroon represents an upgrade in that sense, which is why I think what we see from his numbers, I don't see any reason to suggest that he's not going to be able to keep that going here with the Wilds. The lowest amount of hits that he has had in a season since that career high in 2015-2016 was 75. That was two years ago in the 55-game season. He had 75 hits in 55 games. Beyond that, he's been a 100-plus hit guy uh, pretty much every season, every full season in the league. And so I think you can count on a guy who's going to give you almost two hits per game. So I think we can ballpark right around 150. And a guy who is, I think, going to help you Maybe not as much, but a little bit offensively. Um, he he has profiled as a double-digit goal scorer uh, a handful of times throughout his career. And so, does he end up with more than five goals? I, I would say that that is a pretty good probability uh, for him to do that. Now, will that be on the power play? Will that be even strength? Honestly. It really doesn't matter because as we've discussed with this fourth line expectations wise for that trio, they are going to be brought in as kind of that, that change of pace, that spark plug. Um, and if they can hold serve and can keep opponents from uh, really exploiting those mismatches, because when you're on the road and you throw your fourth line in, the opponent is going to try a first line or a second line. They're going to try to gain that disadvantage um, in their favor. And so if you can have that grouping, just kind of hold serve and keep some of those top lines in check so that then you can exploit the mismatches elsewhere. That's what you're looking for from these guys. And if they can develop into kind of a physical presence with Maroon, with Duhame, and then with Connor Dewar in the middle, if you can end up being kind of a, a little bowling ball out there on the ice when they're, uh, when they're out there, I, I think the Wild would certainly take that um, from that trio. Health is going to be a critical piece for those three uh, to just stay healthy and to stay productive. But if those three are gearing up on all cylinders – and are just rolling around and, and hitting everything that moves. I think it has potential to be a pretty productive and a pretty solid fourth line for this Minnesota wild team. And therefore a line that uh, should get some regular usage uh, for Dean Evison when he needs to give the top line, second line, a little bit of a breather. I would imagine we're going to see those guys get somewhere around 10 or 11 minutes of ice time per night. I don't, think there's any reason to have it dip down to nine or eight. So I, I think we can expect to see a pretty solid showing from that fourth line, provided that they can uh, just hold serve any of those times that they go against 
the uh, the top opposition uh, when they're out there on the ice. Now, where do the fourth line? Where do the fourth liners rank amongst the rest of the division? We'll roll through and see what every other team is working with in the central division, and we'll decide where the fourth line slots in with at least what we have on paper. That is coming up as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we've got a double feature for you tomorrow. Alex Micheletti joins us for his regular Monday appearance. We'll discuss the third line. Plus, we're also going to take a look at how the Wild ranked in a couple of different categories amongst the rest of the NHL. Um, in terms of logo and mascot. So we'll uh, discuss those as well for tomorrow's show. And then Wyatt Guerin returns to discuss some of the players we may see this year, depending on how the injury situation plays out. Who's on that first wave of call-ups from Iowa. Uh, if the wild do need some extra bodies at points throughout the season. So those are coming up here for tomorrow or your uh, double dose of episodes for your Monday. So make sure that you subscribe and stay tuned so you don't miss out on any new episodes. So let's take a look at what we have for fourth lines throughout the Central Division. Now, this is according to Daily Faceoff. And again, this is what we have on paper. These are very subject to change because, as is noted uh, for the Minnesota Wild, they currently. The daily face-off has uh, a combination of Pat Maroon, Marco Rossi, and Connor Dewar, which I, I, I'm really doubting that's how it's going to end up playing out uh, for the Wilds. So we're just going to go with Maroon, Dewar, Duhame as the, uh, the grouping there for the fourth line. So let's start with Arizona. They have pegged. Jack McBain, Travis Boyd, and Lawson Cruz. And I got to say, that's a pretty intriguing matchup for what is going to be, I think, a much better Arizona team this year. Uh, they've got some good veterans in the room with Zucker, with Bukestad, with Matt Dumba as well. I really like that as a fourth-line pairing. So starting off strong with Arizona, we then move to... What I think is my favorite in from a chaos standpoint outside of the Minnesota Wild uh, is Chicago, where they have Nick Foligno, Ryan Donato, and Corey Perry uh, as their fourth line. So that that's going to be some chaos <laughs> from that grouping, especially from Corey Perry. So I like what Chicago has, but I would be... I'd be pretty easy to say that the wild rank above Chicago, but I'm going to say under Arizona, just because I, I really like that trio in Arizona. Now for Colorado, Andrew Cogliano, Ben Myers and Chris Wagner, at least right now, Cogliano is a, a good player in his own right. Then of course you've got Ben Myers, so I will put the wild above that line, but that is one that I think could really gel. Um, Cugliano and Myers are great players. I don't know a lot about Wagner, so 
I'm basing it off of those two. But for right now, I'll put the Wild above them. But that could certainly change as the uh, the season rolls on. Dallas, Mason Marchment, Roddick Foxa, and Ty Delandria. This one is interesting. This is one I think where the Wild are fairly close with that trio. Um, and I think the I think some of what Dallas has higher up in the lineup is probably where they separate themselves, but I'm a little more bullish on the Wilds trio, but that that is a close grouping uh, with where Minnesota is at uh, of Marchment, Foxa, and Delandria. On next to the Nashville Predators, Kiefer Shearwood, Colton Sissons, and Yakov Trenin. I still think the Wild are better here. But that is a an intriguing kind of young bottom four um, to uh, to throw in there. So uh, Wild are probably one of the better fourth lines at this point. Then you go to the Blues, Alexei Torpchenko, Oscar Sundqvist, and Sammy Blaze. That's an intriguing trio. I still would probably rather have the uh, the Wild from that fourth line perspective, even though that's pretty close. They're all pretty, they're all pretty close uh, is uh, I think the, uh, the big takeaway from this. And then for the Winnipeg Jets, Morgan Barron, Rasmus Kupari and Vladislav Nemesnikov. Again, close, but my personal preference is the wild. And so, I would say that the Wild probably are in the top third, um, top three of fourth lines in the Central Division. There are a lot of great options out there. There are some very young fourth lines. And so I think the Wild have that um, Dewar and Duhame have been with the team for a few years. So I think I think they've got that advantage there. And then you've got the experience of Maroon. Um which is why I, I continue to uh, to like that group. And now at the end of the day, it is a fourth line. So it's not, it's, it's an asset that can be beneficial to you, but it's not going to be one that will ever like win you a season. But it's, it's important to have that quality bottom six depth, which the Wild do. The problem for them is just, a little higher in the lineup. And so I'm I'm very bullish on the fourth line this year, hoping that those guys have a great season, that they stay healthy, and uh, that they just hit everything that moves while they're out there on the ice. And with the fact that it's a unit that is a little more responsible from a penalties perspective, again, 12 fighting majors for Pat Maroon, so that takes a solid chunk of his penalty minutes, but that's not all of them. I think it has potential to be a a solid kind of ace in the hole for Dean Evison to use at points throughout the season. So I'm, I'm high on the fourth line as we move towards the season, as we'll find out as we roll through this coming week in talking about the third line, not as high. So we've got a little work to do to try to kind of figure out 
what this third line is going to be and what they need to do as the season rolls on. So hopefully, um, hopefully there are some bounce back appearances, uh, bounce back seasons in that grouping. But all in all, I think the fourth line is is primed to have a, a solid 2023-2024 season. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, if this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. You can find us uh, on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't, as we try to get to 2,000 subscribers before the start of the season. And uh, give us a five-star review if you have not already. Uh, We certainly appreciate those also. We have new content for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.